This is the Vessels Podcast brought to you by Ask Us Why Christian Apparel. We live in a day and age where every opinion, ideology, and philosophy is at the touch of a button. But actual truth, truth only found in God by revelation of his word, is what can bring us true life and fulfillment that we were created for. And this podcast exists to help you navigate those day-to-day challenges that we face with a biblical and youthful perspective that brings you guidance and clarity in a world of confusion and distraction that ultimately should bring you closer to Jesus. We hope you love this podcast. And with that being said, let's get to it. All right, guys, we are back live again in the lion's den with my good friends, Ali, Connor, and Christian. Christian. Christian, Christian your voice changed. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Sound more like a girl now? You've been drinking too much soy milk. Just a little. What does hey, soy milk have to do with estrogen? He was he was oh. off dessert. I had no idea. I just rolled with it. He ate some dessert. It's like improv. He, and just he like died. yes and <laughs> yes yes and you just roll with it. What? I said just like improv. You just roll with it. You have to roll and with you it. Roll, you have and to. You roll and you roll with the We're punches. We're rolling, rolling, rolling. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Vissels Podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just did it for the reaction, and that was awesome. Uh, As always, you guys, we jump. We like to start this podcast off with a question for us to answer, and I got two questions for you guys today. What kind of bear is best? Nope. Brown. That's not the question. Don't answer the question. Battlestar Galactica. Nope. Don't. Bears. Bears. Beats. All right. Uh, Who is your favorite band slash artist? Okay. Slashed. Slashed artist. Judah and the Lion. Always calls me out. He always gets Bruh, Judah and the Lion. Judah and Judah the Lion. And the lion. Or just Judah. Just Both. the Lion. Judah writes his yeah, own music. He does have a He's Christian, got like two. Uh, he's got two. Like, like two other ones. I think another one is like called. It's not. It's like Pink Flamingo. It's not Pink Flamingo. It's Pink something Flamingo. like that though. <laughs> Pink Laundry. Pink Laundry. He's like super underground, like name. But yes, Judah and the Lion. I think they're the most amazing artists. All right. The most amazing performers. I That's will love up. them till the day I die. That's what's up. I want to meet them so badly. All right. Good. Uh, I I gave Judah a high five one time. No Pretty way. Sweet. Whoa. Yeah. <gasps> Judah, if you're but watching Fun this. fact. Um, I love I was invited so to that concert much. and I turned him down. <laughs> yeah, what a loser. <gasps> I went to that concert. Yeah. I was at that. Connor was like, yeah, I got backstage passes. Got to hang out with everybody. We did meet the drummer. Bro, he came Whoa. and hung out. Yeah. Like Judah like came and crowd surfed. Not yes. really. On the That's floor. what's Anyways. up. It was so awesome. Many uh, different... Laney, Coin, AJR, Judah and the Lion. Colin uh, pick House. one. I can't do it. Pick one. If I had to pick all time ever, Tornado Pilots. Oh, okay. All right. Sick. Are they still a band you like to listen to? I feel like their music uh, they changed a lot. They come out with a new album in a, in a couple months. A couple sick. months or a couple years? No, a couple months. I feel like that's <laughs> normal for every artist. Well, yeah, but. I'm still I'm still. Last, they came for... out the album when we were in Africa. Oh, you mean Zambia? Don't be ignorant. Sorry. Africa is an entire (laughs) continent. (laughs) We technically were in Africa. (laughs) You were. It's like saying we were in North America. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We're in North America. All right, right Allie, who's your your 
Is it Justin Bieber? Just be Olivia honest. Rodrigo. Oh. Oh, I'm just kidding. No. It was a joke. It was a joke. I did it last week. <laughs> I did it for the gag. Um, I want to say Lainey or... There's some ASMR for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yucky. Just say it, lady. Sorry. Um, I'd probably, I really like the band Camino. When I'm upset. You like Camino? Man, I just play see-through on I repeat see for no reason. You like just so a basic. You like Camino? You. Yeah. The band. Camino. Camino. Yeah. The band Camino. Yeah. You like Camino? I like Camino. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who's your favorite band really? guys it's a no-brainer need to breathe it's no brainer need to breathe banks by need to breathe i, I wrote some of my uh my uh, vows <laughs> with the lyrics of that song oh my gosh banks is my i want to hold you close but never hold you back just, just like, like the, the banks, banks of the river. river. You have got some high expectations on you. This face. Roses are red, violets are blue. <laughs> I want I want to, to marry you. <laughs> That's it. Shoddy. Oh, gosh. Shoddy. All right. That was fun. Uh, I was going to do a second question, but we don't have enough time. But thank you for your submission. I'm going to, I forgot who asked it. Hold on. I got to give the credit. Where Best question. Uh, oh, that was Carter. Thanks, Carter, for your submission. Ugh, your if you guys want to ask a question for us to answer, ask a good question. Good ones. Because um, I got a lot I got to filter through. So the better the question, the more likely I'm going to talk about it. And I'll give you creds. So if you want to ask. Don't ask stupid ones. Yeah, don't ask that stupid question. Don't ask just stupid answer. questions. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, what's no your master. favorite color? And I'm like, there, I like that one the best. There is such thing as a stupid question. So. Oh, my gosh. Don't write good. Um, all right. So we are following up with our last two episodes that we have done on pornography. The first one being, what is it? Why is it such a big deal? We talked about a lot of where it stems from. Why it's such a huge problem in society kind of the church's role to some degree, uh, following up with the effects and how it just kind of impacts our life. And uh, we are now navigating into how to overcome an addiction to pornography because this is something that is super serious and a lot of you guys might be experiencing right now. There's a lot of chains that are still out there, unfortunately, when it comes to the world of pornography. And so um, we hope that this episode is beneficial for you guys and that it helps you in some way to... Um, grow in your relationship with Jesus and to kind of break free from these chains of, of uh, addiction, mm. which in the Bible is the same as slavery. So getting over that stuff. So uh, let's start off with Emily. Emily, I, we obviously can kind of go back and forth with like different methodology, I guess, or so yeah. to say, but just like from your experience, uh, what would you recommend to someone that's trying to get over an addiction to pornography? Yeah. So I think that the answer to this question is also like probably different based on gender too. Yeah. Um, so as which a, is good because yes. I can't answer for girls. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> So that was like the first step in like trying to overcome like my addiction to it and like mm -hmm. my wrestling with it. Um, I was like, dang, all these resources, like none of them are helpful. And like there's countless books and like podcasts and whatever. You should it might check be. out the Vessels podcast. Check it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> check it out. Uh, but for men, it's just like I think a lot. I think it's a lot less taboo to talk about it. So I think it's a lot easier to find resources um, doesn't mean that it's like any easier to overcome it, but I think that it makes it a little bit easier in talking about it. Uh, so when I was looking around for like resources and stuff, I didn't really find anything that was super helpful. 
um, other than I mentioned like in the first episode, like James 5.16, that just is like a call to vulnerability with other believers. And so I think that was the very first step that I took was just even acknowledging it with other girls and just being like, hey, like you might not understand this, but this is what I'm dealing with. And like, I really need you to be here with me and like walk alongside of me uh, and finding community. And I think community is one of the biggest uh, supports in overcoming addiction to pornography. I think that's step one. Yeah, a hundred percent. Connor, um, what was your experience like when you kind of decided you wanted to uh, discontinue your habits of pornography? I think I like the way you phrased that question because it's part of my answer. Um, ha! Good job. <laughs> um, but no, I feel like when you're a Christian. Um, and like you're regularly attending church, you're with community. Like, I feel like even if you're struggling with pornography, like, you know, that you, you don't want to, if that Mm. makes sense, or you at least know, um, that you shouldn't be, if that makes sense. You know that it's wrong. You know that it's, it's a sin. Um, but there's a difference between you knowing that it's wrong and you wanting to not do it anymore. I Mm -hmm. feel like, and I think that's a big difference that tends to be clumped in with each other. Um, because you can know something's wrong however however much you want (laughs) and that doesn't mean that you're going to want to stop doing it um and so for most of the time that i struggled with it it was that i knew it was wrong but i didn't necessarily care enough to do anything about it um which i think there's a lot of people in that that half of the equation Mm -hmm. um and so i think the one of the biggest things along with community along with repentance is is literally just making a decision to to not want to do it anymore yeah and Uh it's it's knowing that it's wrong but it's also not wanting to do it um because if you don't have either one of those things then you're not gonna make progress and i think um another big thing is like doing whatever it takes to be free of those things um because you can you can know it's wrong you can not want to do it anymore but if you don't remove access to certain things if you don't you know surround yourself with community do whatever it takes to you know help free yourself from those things yeah then you're just being a fool and i think that's what the enemy looks for is if you know we ever get to a point where it's like i i am arrogant over this thing and i feel like i will never struggle with it again and i can you know remove all all of my restrictions from whatever i've you know created and i don't have to talk to anybody about it more i don't have to surround myself with community like you're just gonna fall again and you're just being dumb Mm -hmm. and so it's not ever like you know um you just get over it and it's never a temptation anymore which Mm -hmm. i think people misunderstand um and i think another reason why people continually struggle and fall back into it is because they're they're I don't want to say like underestimating the enemy because uh-huh. you know screw that guy, but um, like they're underestimating their strength. Um, yeah. And when you fully understand your weakness, like you you take the right steps to to put people around you who can follow you and understand um, your weakness and keep you accountable, and then you also gain your strength from the true the true one who gives us strength in Christ. Yeah. Um, and so I think those are just a couple of things. So what did it take for you to want it enough to get out of it? Um, I think a big reason is you see the effect that it has on yourself and other people around you. Hold um, up. You're saying it's not harmless? <laughs> <laughs> you can put your head in the sand and tell yourself that all you want. And you'll probably have an addiction for the rest of your life, um, which is really unfortunate. But when you truly see 
the effect that it has not only on your brain, but on your physical life, on your friendships, relationships, like you understand that this is not something that is just in a bubble and yeah. in my life by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what the enemy wants, wants you to think you guys. Uh, so there's like a growing movement right now of men quitting pornography. And you guys want to know why this not, not specifically Christian men, but just men in general. Do you guys want to know why? Guess. Tell me why. <laughs> you guys have to guess. I don't guess. Um, they don't want real relationships anymore. I don't know. ED. Erectile oh. dysfunction. Dang. Because they become <laughs> so numb. That's, I guess so, that's really you? sad, but that's, that's, kind, of, that's yeah. kind of funny. That's Not like, funny, but kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Yo, if you're struggling with this, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. The... <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, we don't realize, like, guys will go so far to, like, watch this stuff that they'll think it has no effect. And then because they become so numb to it over and over and over again, they need more to get it. But eventually, it just, like, you're almost depleted from it. Like, there's nothing more that can satisfy you because you've become so accustomed to whatever it was that kind of started with it. And then it gets into hardcore stuff. And we obviously talked about those effects in the last episode. But you just get to the point where, like, for guys, like, the reason they're stopping is because they can't get it up anymore. And that's really unfortunate. And so, like, the hopes is that, like, the reason you stop watching this is not because you have a problem with yeah. ED and those kind of things, specifically on the guy's side. But, like, for us, I think that we we have to really differentiate the difference between wanting to get over it because of just the physiological or the, like, physical effects that we get from it. But even more than that, like, this kind of goes to how we've talked about in the past with... um I think with like boundaries is when we ask the question, how far is too far? We have the wrong mindset already, right? Like we think that it should be, you know, how far can I go with this stuff until it's considered wrong in God's eyes? It's like, no, no, no. The idea is you're pursuing holiness. So like the reason we should be getting over pornography in the first place is not just because we know it's wrong and we need to get better about being a good Christian. It's because the besides just pornography in every area of life, the reason why we try to refine ourselves and to grow and be transformed, which we know as sanctification by the Holy Spirit is because we're trying to be more like Jesus. So that was something that for me, I didn't really have that mindset, which made it way harder for me to, to move past it because my thought was not that I wanted to please God and I wanted to seek a life of purity and of holiness. It was because I was like, oh man, I just feel like a fake Christian sometimes. And I feel like I can't, you know, be in a group and be in a position of leadership because it'll ruin my reputation or I feel like a fraud. And it's like, those are valid thoughts. But I think that like, if we can shift the mindset and really be focused on the idea that like, I'm doing this because God desires me to, and I seek Mm -hmm. to be more like Jesus, it kind of changes the framework of like how we choose to get over something like that. And I think that that plays a huge role into like the want because you can wait until you have nothing left and you're at bare you know, minimum, you're at rock bottom, and then you want to get out of it because you've just gotten to the point where you've seen the effects and stuff. But the hopes is that you're not going to be ignorant enough to wait until you get to that point. Yeah. You'd rather choose now. You're like, I see where this road is going, yeah. and I don't want to keep going down that road. And so, yeah, for me and my personal experience, that desire really came when like confession happened mm-hmm. because 
like Satan loves to work in like the dark and he yeah. loves to, to make sure that things that you're struggling with stay like hidden from everyone else. I remember, I think we did, there was a sermon, I think a long time ago we listened to at, at church where it talked about like sin was hiding in like buckets or something. And, um, the basic idea is that like the enemy likes to keep these things hidden like we like to keep these things hidden because we're ashamed or we feel that guilt and we don't want people to see that because we struggle with pride and we have to think that we have to be perfect as Christians that we've put on a front or whatever. And it's like, we don't want to admit those things and that's where it flourishes. And that's where it becomes a really big problem because when it's in the dark and no one knows about it, then obviously like when you're sinning, you're doing it alone. And when you're in isolation, like God literally laid it out in the book of Genesis when he said that it was not good for man to be alone. So I think that for us, I think that we, our experience, the first time we really kind of had something transformational happen with us, Connor, is we were at uh, high school camp. We were at CIY. Have you heard of CIY? Yeah. Okay. So CIY, great church camp. We were at it and after service got out, all the guys and us, we would meet on top of the parking parking garage that was just right next door to it at Biola University. And we sat up there and I don't know how we got chairs, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, Stefan made one of us go grab one from the room. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I'm just thinking, like, why was there a chair on the garage, like, top floor? But anyways, we, we kind of sat around, and we kind of talked about the message a little bit. And then, basically, our mentor kind of came out, our high school coach came out and put the chair in the middle of us. And he was like, I think we should have a time of confession right now. If you want to talk, the floor is yours. And all of us were just like hearts beating out of our chest. Just like, who the heck is going up first and what are they going to say? It's going to be like, I lied recently. Um, I got some pride issues. But like the first guy to go up, not from what I remember, not only talked about how he had an addiction to pornography, but also about how he was sexually abused growing up, how he's dealing with a lot of family issues, how he doesn't feel loved by his father, all these things. And there are very few things that break guys, but one of the things is when you see other broken guys, at least for me, whenever I see like a grown man vulnerable, there's just something that like, it's just un, it's not natural by the way that we're raised. So you see that you're like, why is this so powerful? Like, why am I feeling moved right now? And so after that guy went up, almost, I think every single guy went up and talked and, and there was maybe a couple guys who were like, nah, I don't have a porn addiction. But like the rest of us were like, this is a huge problem in our life. And it was kind of from then that like we spent a ton of time in prayer. We prayed over each other. And then from there, it was accountability in that group. But it was like there was a driving force behind it that was fueled by the Holy Spirit that was like, you are, you are now living and abiding in the Spirit. And one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Yeah. And that really plays into like when you're feeling that temptation, especially when you're surrounded by such community and that Holy Spirit is really prominent in your life and you're really in scripture, it just, it makes it just not even less powerful, but way less attractive. And so you don't desire that anymore. So that's something that was huge for me when I first was trying to overcome this addiction because I, for so long, it lived in the dark. There was years and years and years where I had a problem with it. And at that point, there was a good portion where I didn't know it was wrong because the church never talked about that stuff. And then when I learned it was wrong, then I still had a problem with it. And like from, from my experience and from what I know from other guys is that like they struggle with it, but they want to get over it because after you've sinned, like you, you feel the guilt and you're like, I shouldn't be doing this. But then that guilt goes away. And when you're tempted again, you're like, 
I don't have defenses up. There's nothing that's like supporting me <clears throat> to fight against this thing. And so, I mean, we see in scripture from uh, Jesus when he's being tempted in the desert mm-hmm. by the enemy that like he quotes scripture. Yeah. And so like there's, there's a lot to say there about like how involved are you in scripture? How involved are you with your community and those kind of things? Um, but if Jesus was alone in the desert and could use scripture to combat the enemy, then that's a sure sign that when you're alone, you are still capable as well, especially when we have the Holy Spirit, which Jesus said yeah. would allow us to do greater things than he did on earth, which is kind of crazy to think about. So yeah, my uh, my first thing too, I <clears throat> I listened to a sermon. You guys know who Craig Rochelle is? Yes. Yeah? yeah. Guy, uh, do you know who he is, Alex? Craig. No. No? <laughs> have you ever read the Bible app? You version. Life Church. He started the Bible app. So that's the guy now. Now you always make the connection. Craig is the man. Craig's the guy. He's a great guy. Anyways, I listened to a sermon by him and it talked about the five-step plan of how to overcome an addiction. And uh, I'm just going to read through them real quick. And then I think that we should kind of, uh, we can dive in a little bit to them. So the first is we confess to God, um, which we've kind of already, I guess somewhat, I I think we more elaborated on confessing to other people, but like, obviously like you have to make your relationship right with God first. And Mm -hmm. so if you can't come to confess it to God, I don't know how you could expect to confess it to other people. So that's kind of like the first step is if anything, like just sit down in prayer and talk to God about your heart and what's going on um, and pray for strength to now bring that to those around you. The second is we confess to the right people, uh, keyword right people Mm -hmm. in there. And then we got remove the triggers and then we have get the necessary help. And then the last one is let the goodness of God heal your wound. Um, and I will add an additional bonus one in there that is have grace and patience. Um, but kind of going back to confessing to the right people, did you guys ever experience confessing to the wrong people before? Um, yes, but I don't know if it if the wrong people is the right word to say in my specific experience. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like <clears throat> I can't necessarily blame people who react negatively yeah. if you tell them that way, uh, or if you tell them about it, right? Um, because like it's not their fault. You know what I mean? Like totally. it's not something that they did wrong. Um, obviously, you can you know try and have educate people on how to react the right yeah. way with in anything. we're not saying that they're bad people yeah. we're just saying that like like confessing to people that like it did not help you in yeah. the path um non-believers i don't think that's necessarily helpful um in the way if you're trying to get over an addiction um because they might not care <laughs> yeah you know and they they don't really necessarily know what sanctification even means so that wouldn't make much like sense. who now what yeah bless you <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, so there's definitely, I think, a wrong, I guess, people. Um, I know what you mean, but um, at the same time, like if people react negatively, um, you you also can't necessarily blame yeah. them for that. So who are the right people to confess to? <clears throat> I think the right people are people who are in your life all the time. Um, you don't want to confess to necessarily people who you'll never see, who can't necessarily have the opportunity to keep you accountable. Yeah. Um, because that's a huge part of it. If it's like, I'm going to confess to my friend who is a Christian who I knew 10 years ago and I only talked to twice a year. It's like, <laughs> it's like you can do that, but like I wouldn't make that person your accountability partner um, unless, you know, there's going to be a real change in that relationship. Um, yeah. You know, the right people are going to be people who 
um, understand and who you're actually vulnerable with mm-hmm. and um, who you're going to share, you know, the, the entire story with. Um, the right people who are going to be people who are there to pray for you and with you mm-hmm. um, and who you know um, are, are striving for sanctification in their own life as well. Mm-hmm. You don't want to, to surround yourself with people who um, you know aren't, aren't pushing their self to be more like Christ as well because that's it's like the five, you know, the average, of, you're going to be the average of the five people that you're close with. You don't want to just surround yourself with people who don't care to get better themselves either. Yeah. I think that the most beneficial thing when it comes to like getting over an addiction to pornography specifically, um, I think is also like, I keep breaking up girls and guys, but like it's so necessary and Mm -hmm. vital in this conversation too. Um, because like, obviously you have like brothers and sisters in Christ, but you don't want to be spilling everything (laughs) to the wrong people. So like to the wrong audience, cause you want to help hold each other accountable too, uh, in the best way. So I think, girls like reach out to some girlfriends who love you or who or who you love a lot or older wiser women um and men the same thing like you don't want to be going to your sisters and being like hey can you help hold me accountable because there's just something that they can't like they don't understand you Mm -hmm. in the same way that your your brothers do yeah no 100 percent. that's super spot on yeah if you if you're struggling with it especially if you're i would say even like in a relationship like you have to be really careful about what you're going to confess and what you're going to put on that person because there are certain things that you do not need to confess to the other person. I mean, if it's absolutely necessary and it's going to affect the relationship and they need to be aware of it, sure. But like asking them to carry that burden with you and walk alongside you, it's, it's unhealthy. It gets really unhealthy. Um, so you have to be careful. And so, yeah, I, I agree. I think the, the next question though, is what if you don't have the right kind of people in your life? What if you're someone that's struggling to find community right now? Like, are they hopeless or are there still ways for them to, to communicate and to confess? Yeah. I actually wrestled with this because it wasn't until probably like college that I had close, close friends and community Mm -hmm. with, Um, and after college, like now I have people who I would consider like sisters to me, um, and people that I'm able to like help hold accountable. So I think the first step was like, like when I was in high school, I wasn't able to like choose a church necessarily in church community. Um, I had it there. And so for the people who were there, I just prayed, um, and talked to the Lord and was like very vulnerable with him about being like, I really want community. This is something I, I really want. Um, And so just seeking it out wherever I could like to try to find it um, and to like ask people to like be friends along the way. Um, But it's totally, totally hard. You know, if you haven't, if you're not in a church community or you don't have solid friends like to find that. Um, So I think that like the Lord knows that and he knows you and he knows your heart and just praying and being honest with that too. And like praying for community to come alongside because we're, we're created to live in community. We're created like the Trinity in the image of God. So God's, God's in community with himself. Um, so we're created in that same way. So I think just prayer for that if you don't have it. And then once you have it, just like working really hard to like build those relationships too, cause it's a two way street and you're not just going to somebody and saying like, okay, can you fix me? It's it's a relational thing too. It's people that you're doing life alongside of like Connor said, Yeah, you don't want your like first interaction with them to be like, hi, nice to meet you. I have a porn addiction. Can I like (laughs) put that on you right now? And he's like, whoa, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's just uh, talk sports real quick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You want to definitely like, obviously like be 
in a relationship, yeah. friendship with them to some degree before you obviously put that on because it's not that they don't want to help you with those things. It's that you want the relationship to be healthy and you want it yeah. to, to work the way that like it's supposed to be. So my encouragement too is if you are struggling with finding the right community is that like the good news is, is that community is not the secret recipe yeah. to getting over a pornography mm-hmm. addiction. God is like, God is more than enough to get over that. We uh-huh. just think the community is huge and important uh-huh. to overcome that. And so, um, while if you have that available for you, take advantage of that, mm-hmm. like no one's business. But if you don't have that, obviously like absolutely like be in prayer for those things. Yeah. Maybe if, if you are someone where you're in high school and your parents are the ones that have chosen your church, then, uh, use what you can from your church. Your church mm-hmm. does have a pastor and I would hope to God that they have at least someone in on like either female and male to some degree in yeah. that ministry that you can confess to. If they don't, not probably not a really good ministry for you to be involved <laughs> with. Should not have to go to your opposite sex like leader and tell them about these kind of things. Yeah. Cause that, that is just weird. Um, and so if, but if you seriously don't have that community or your parents won't let you go to church, whatever the extreme anomaly is mm-hmm. to, to the average person that can typically choose where they want to go, um, just prayer and like having patience in that season. Um, but more than anything, like seeking the spirit, I think that we yeah. are really, yeah, go ahead. Um, hold on. I just wanted to say something though, along with what Connor said, mm-hmm. you can't be mad at someone for how they respond. Yeah. And I really want to like hone in on that because mm. I, I am the odd man out in this room. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, I am. Um, so with hearing like, oh, you don't need to tell your partner, like all these things, would you rather tell them or them find out? Like there are all these questions I have. Um, and like, yeah, maybe you don't tell them if you just started dating. Like, when do you? I feel like those might be questions people have, but I specifically want to tell like you guys and other people listening, like it is hard because you don't know how someone's going to respond. Mm-hmm. You don't know if it's going to be disgust judgment you know especially yeah. being female who is mm-hmm. the lower like no one ever talks about yep. female struggling so i can imagine how hard that was for you too to even say it out loud um mm-hmm. but just remember like how someone responds like that's not how jesus responds yeah mm-hmm. and remember yep. that because totally. i feel like mm-hmm. sometimes um when someone responds it makes you be like oh my gosh i'm never gonna tell it again yeah right. and keep it in the dark and then it grows more yeah it is important to find the right people because mm-hmm. the right person is gonna look at you and be like hey i, I don't understand but i love you yeah like mm-hmm. I, how can what what do you need from me how mm-hmm. can i just pray for you like lay yeah. hands on you like what is it totally so i just wanted to lay that out there that like if yeah. you are someone that has been told and maybe you did respond badly it's never too late to pray over them, pray mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but just as the receiving end, try your best, you know, to have an open heart of, yeah, yeah. you struggle too. Maybe not with pornography, maybe not with lust, yeah. but maybe it's yeah. something else. Maybe it's gossip. Maybe it's, I don't know, just anything like try your best to see them for who they are, not what they are doing or what they're stuck in. Totally. You know? Yeah, no, love that's that. That's good. And if anything, if you don't know how to respond the right way, like that's a great opportunity for you to point them towards leadership. Yeah. Um, so if you're given the weight of something like that and you don't know how to respond, especially uh, a good example of this is if like someone tells you that they're thinking about killing themselves as serious as that is, they recommend that you lead like, <clears throat> like hand them over to someone or the officials that yeah. are specialized and handling those situations yeah. rather than trying to do it yourself. Right. It puts a lot of weight on you and you don't know necessarily how to handle it. Right. Like in the same situation, 
with, with something like pornography, it's like, if you don't know how to respond or you haven't been trained to do something like that before, it's also a great opportunity for you to seek out where they can get help from. Mm. So like you can still walk yeah. alongside them and not have the experience of knowing how to handle it with them. Mm-hmm. But like you have to take ownership of, they have come to you with something like this and like they're depending on you to some degree to at least be praying for them and supporting them in yeah. this. Yeah. But like take advantage of pointing them to maybe someone you know that is a, a female in leadership or is really solid in her faith that you believe might be good for that. Talk to them about it and get them connected because I've seen that over and over again where I might not be able to or a friend that might be able to handle the situation they need to, but they point them to other people and they get connected Yeah, and it goes way better for them. So yeah. if you are someone where you have messed up with your response in the past or it was recently or whatever it is, like it's never too late for you to still be involved and know your limitations and be okay with that. But mm-hmm. also find people outside that are like you think good to like be involved to help them along with those yeah. things. So yeah, <clears throat> 100%. And uh, again, I guess that also ties into like, if you are trying to confess to someone, like if you need to confess to a friend, absolutely. But if you have someone in leadership, that's the person to go to first. You should be going to your youth pastor. If you have a youth pastor, if you have a life coach, your life coach, or if you have some kind of mentor, those are the kinds of people in your life that you mm-hmm. should be going to first about this stuff because they are the ones that are going to know this stuff best. You can tell your friends about it. And I totally agree this whole trying to figure out like, if they just find out themselves or they have to learn it that way, it's like we can, I think we'll talk more about that in like our Q and a section of like the podcast. Um, but more than anything, like if you have the ability to confess it to someone that you believe is going to help you with this, then that's huge. Because again, you, the idea is not that just confessing to your friends is going to make it go away. The idea is you're finding people to come support you along this journey with it. And so just confessing to a friend doesn't automatically make that the case that's going to happen. So like you need to be wise, like it doesn't make someone a bad person if they don't know how to handle pornography with you. But like you have to be careful with like going to the wrong people to give them your problems or the Mm -hmm. things you're struggling with unless like you really do trust that person. Cause I also know that a lot of people struggle with trust because they <laughs> tell them really like vulnerable information and then they either manipulate that, turn it against yeah. them or it just backfires. So like, that's why I think it's so important to go to leadership first yeah. and foremost, if you can. And then as a secondary, finding the friends you do trust the most mm-hmm. and pray they don't take it the wrong way. I also want to say like, if you are a spouse or like a girlfriend, fiance or like in a relationship with someone that does struggle to also like guard your heart and know that it's not you that's going to change them. Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like sometimes we get caught up in a, like, you know, I myself and other women are like, how could you want this when you have me? And it's like, Oh honey, it is so much deeper than that. It's actually, you're no one's fixer. Like no one's going to fix you. Yeah. You need to go to the foot of the cross and lay it there. Yeah. Um, so just for people, I just want to mention that because yeah. even when it was an, um, issue in Connor's life when I asked him I was like oh my gosh like foolishly I'm making it a joke but it was serious so I was like oh my gosh am <laughs> I the reason like that you want to stop and he <laughs> looked at me in the eyes and said no he was like yeah I love you and that I mean I I want to not do that because I love you but no it's not you it's my relationship with Jesus first and I like yeah. Yeah. I really love that response because if you would have said yes man that would have been messy because yep. that's a lot of pressure on me yeah but I would just remind people that are in a relationship like please point them back to Jesus because it can, the finger cannot point at you. Yeah. And if you're dating someone that has an issue with pornography, this is going to be like the, like, I hate this answer or I'm the unpopular opinion, mm-hmm. but you probably shouldn't be in a relationship because you have a problem with cheating on your significant other over and over and over again. And I 
I'm, I just, I'm trying to look for a really good reason for why that's healthy in a relationship. That's my big thing. So like, it doesn't sound fun. It doesn't mean you have to break up. It could just mean a temporary break till you can get that stuff figured out. But like when you marry someone, especially like, I think we'll talk about that going into kind of the next one. It's like marriage doesn't solve those problems. If anything, it amplifies every single one of them and it makes it way worse. So like you marry into your problems and if that's something you want to bring into your marriage, by all means, go for it. You're going to have to learn the consequences of that. But if you want to be more on like the side of wisdom and choosing what's right in the eyes of what God desires, it's like you probably shouldn't be dealing with something like that to that extreme and bringing that into a relationship where that adds a lot of weight on someone else. So yeah. I'm going to be the unpopular opinion and say it. You guys can hate me for it. But like if you're dating someone and they have a like an issue or you have an issue with it it's probably in your best interest to take a break from that relationship and focus on your relationship with Jesus because like what matters most is your relationship with Jesus. Like Jesus even says himself, he's like, dude, if your right eye is causing you to like sin or if your eye is causing you to sin, like gouge it out. If your foot, foot is causing you to sin, like cut it off. Like better you go into heaven or into the kingdom of God with a missing foot or a missing eye than your whole body in hell. And so like, he takes it seriously. And if we can't take that seriously, like there are some serious repercussions that like fall not only onto you, but into the relationship that you're in. So that's my thing. Um, just to kind of wrap it up. The last thing I guess is kind of like a, it's kind of a twofold where it's remove the triggers and it's get the necessary help. And so this is the one I think that we hate the most because if it means do I have to get rid of my phone? Like, do I have to get rid of Instagram for this? Like, can I still watch the TV shows? It's like, you can ask those questions all day long, but like if there's a conviction in you that knows that you need to get rid of that because of that, it's probably a good sign that you should. And yeah. if you don't want to get over that, then it's, that's fine. You can stay stuck in your problem. But like, like if you, if you, I mean, like this is a random analogy, but if you want to make it to the pros in basketball, you're not going to get there by just hoping and wishing that like your want for it is just going to get you on the court and make it play and make that three like Steph Curry. Like it's not going to happen. Like you got to put in the work to make that happen. And the same yeah. kind of sacrifice goes for all life principles that if you want something, you have to like do what it takes for it. And yeah. so trying to overcome an addiction, if your triggers are coming from social media and sometimes it comes from honestly like our friends that we didn't think would post something like that. Mm -hmm. And if that can. is a trigger, you can either unfollow them um, or you can just get rid of the app if you need to. If you're someone that watches TikTok or like Reels, like we talked about this a little bit earlier, I think actually in the last episode, but like social media algorithms, as much as like you might like dog videos and cat videos and that's the majority of the stuff you see occasionally something random is going to pop up and it's just going to be like what do you think of this kind of content that's how the algorithm works too yeah. it'll be like hey what do you think about dirt bikes or what do you think about sports and like you know like mic'd up stuff <clears throat> and if you're like i love that <laughs> it's going to play those things as well for you that's that's what i get yeah so that's my thing Mike is so funny i feel like Sorry. that all comes back down to again like not wanting to take ownership mm -hmm. we've like lost that for some, like even myself like not in the same yeah. category but again like we just don't want to own it yeah and it's like okay let me ask you a question would you rather chop off your hand or throw your phone away like because yeah. literally we're being told in the bible you gotta you gotta pick one like it is that serious it is that big of a deal and i feel like that's i don't know obviously i'm i don't want to be like well just throw your freaking phone away like get over it because i i that's very insensitive 
But I can't imagine, especially with technology, like how hard that is. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, yeah, we, we are so attached to this thing. It's just glued yeah. to our face now that right. it, <clears throat> it makes it nearly impossible to get rid of it because we now believe that this is vital and essential. It is now not just a want, but a need, need. to survive. Yeah. And it's not. You can get a flip phone. You can make your few calls that you need. You don't need the other things. But we've wired ourselves to think that that's how it works. It's like you can hear the excuse of, yeah, like I need social media so that I can stay updated with my friends. Like how else am I going to be able to like catch up with what all they're doing? It's like Mm -hmm. text them. I don't know. You can text them. Meet up with them in real life. Literally. There's, you know, how did they do it a hundred years ago? (laughs) (laughs) They must have had no friends. (laughs) No, (laughs) they had friends. They just didn't do it the way we do things now. It's like, but how am I supposed to DM them when I think their video's funny? (laughs) (laughs) You don't. (laughs) So yeah, I think, uh, I think that more often than not, we, we know what the triggers are, but like, Overcoming that obstacle of I know I need to get rid of this and actually doing that is a huge step. I will also say that there are a lot of softwares out there right now. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's an Instagram called I think it's Bible Browsing, and it's either Bible Browsing or Trust God Bro, um, whatever it is. They post a lot about this certain app. You think this is funny, bro? Oh, sorry, just trust God, bro. It's like, <laughs> like dude, it's four sick. million That's followers. Just so it's cool huge. That That's yeah. like a name. Yeah. Let's, so I think it's they post a lot about uh, like a certain software that you can like download an app for that like censors everything on your phone i think for the most part but like there's a lot out there now that's being created to help protect you from those things so like even if you still have problems with like sometimes the algorithm like makes it you know throw up on your page or if you're on in you know like a a website and all of a sudden it's one of those ads or pop-ups or something or a random redirect like there is software you can install now to protect you from those things. So if you really need to take those steps and precautions, like I encourage you to do that, but like, I can't sit here and try and predict what your triggers are and what you're going through, like, and what things are causing it. Like it could be the Netflix shows you're watching. Are you watching game of Thrones? Get off that shiz, bro. Like (laughs) there's so many like TV shows now that normalize sexual interaction and literally just sexual intercourse. And it's horrible. And so if you need to stop watching TV, read a book. If you need to stop being on social media, call up a friend or whatever it is you need to do. But like the the thing is, is not just removing the triggers. I think that that's something that I just want to mention real quick is you can remove the triggers all day long, but if you're still not pursuing Jesus, it's going to find its way in. And so like that has to be just as important as removing the triggers. Triggers is a huge part because it really helps you to like protect yourself from those unwanted like temptations. But don't think the enemy is not going to throw thoughts in your mind that have been ingrained into you for years and years and years because you've watched this stuff over and over again. That's my personal experience is it doesn't take a lot to be tempted for those kind of things. And so like if you're not abiding in the spirit and really pursuing Jesus more than anything, you're going to struggle. Nonetheless, doesn't matter how many walls you put up, the enemy always finds a way into it. And so like realizing that and remembering that as you're pursuing this, this like journey of overcoming this, like be in the word nonstop. Like (laughs) I cannot stress it enough. Like find the scriptures that talk about not just sexual immorality, but about holiness, about purity, Mm. about what God desires for you to do in this world. What is God's will for you in your life? And like meditate on those things and focus on that because that is going to be the driving force and the sword of the spirit that we know from Ephesians chapter six that Paul talks about in the spiritual warfare we face. 
Like those are the things that are going to help you in this battle. You're going to have a shield and that shield is your, your protection of like the, the arrows that are kind of flying at you and what the enemy's shooting at you. And some of those arrows are going to land, even though you got that shield up. And unless you have the sword to fight against those things, the enemy's not going to flee. And he's not gonna he's not gonna back down. And so you you have to do that. And one thing I've learned, one tip is learning to hate the sin. Like if you just are okay with it, or it's not that big of a deal in your life, the enemy's gonna be like, "Cool, I'm gonna throw this at you because it is sin and it does separate you from God, and you don't think it's a big deal." So that's a huge like weak spot that you have. Mm. If you don't learn to like despise the sin that you've been like a slave to for so long. You're just going to be okay with it. Yeah. And you're going to be like, oh, I'm trying to get over this, but like, it's not that big of a deal. And I think that that part can come from understanding just how damaging it is in every area. So go watch some testimonies about the industry. Go to fightthenewdrug.org and watch the testimonies they have from people that have yeah. been stuck in the industry, what they do to those people about how it's never consensual and it's always people that have been trafficked and they're most often drugged and it's an act and it's a game and it is just childish. Everything about it, like... There is so much wrong with the industry and yeah. what that does. But like, if you don't learn to hate that sin, it's just going to, it's always yeah. going to be something they come after. If you are struggling with it, and I know I've wrestled with this and I know lots of people will talk about apathy when it comes to their sin. Mm. How do you, what are some of the ways that you guys have found that pull you out of your apathy? Like passiveness? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, that's exactly what it was, was like taking the time to research like just how damaging this stuff is because for a while there wasn't a lot of science out there on it mm -hmm. and so that's where it was up in the air it was like is this bad for you i mean some signs are and some studies are showing that it's kind of okay and that it can be beneficial in the bedroom for some people and then all of a sudden a bunch of science has come mm -hmm. out that's like eh, wrong yeah it is absolutely horrendous to what it does in so many areas and so the more educated you are about what it is and what it does the more it's going to help you do that. Cause you can yeah. hate the videos itself for what it's just doing to your, your mental capacity and your emotional stability mm -hmm. and to your sex drive and for guys to get to the point of ED and those kind of things. But like even beyond that, like learning that like if God hates it, you should hate it too. And God despises sin. And so yeah. if we don't have that same mindset that God does, which should come naturally from abiding in the spirit and spending yeah. time in God's word, we're not going to see it the way God does. Yeah. And it's going to leave an open wound for the enemy to come in on. Yeah. That's good. So, yeah. Oh, can I? Uh, you can, you don't have to raise your hand. You can <laughs> just talk. <laughs> I just want to see that because I don't know if someone else wants to talk. A la champion. Oh, God. <laughs> Substitute teacher. Um, but I just want to say really quick for anyone listening that does not um, struggle with porn, um, if you feel like this podcast had like nothing to do with you, um, I would encourage you for being one of you is that the whatever yeah um the two biggest things i would say to take away from this is take ownership um guard your brothers and sisters hearts um because at, that is the bare minimum you could do um is guard their hearts with what you post wear say um joke about because sometimes even some guys that that's what she said joke can throw them over now that now they're thinking about it um so just be really careful with your speech and your actions yep. i would just say that that is the bare minimum that you could do in my opinion Especially if you're wearing Christ's name on your back. Please. <laughs> Be careful. Please put some clothes on. <laughs> um, but number two is, I would just, if you do not struggle with it, pray for our world and for people. Um, if you know someone, pray for them. Um, and just pray that you don't get tempted. Because temptation is still there. Like, even if you're not right now, you could be. Yep. Um, so just pray for 
your community and the people around you ask Mm -hmm. questions but don't ask to be like oh you struggle that's gross like no get that out of here that is nope no 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 bye felicia like genuinely (laughs) like (laughs) get down on your knees and humble yourself to know you aren't no greater yeah you're in this with them you know um obviously you don't have to pull them out of the mud that is not your job the least you could do is hold their hand as they're walking through it you know Mm. what i'm saying um so that's just my encouragement so don't be like oh i don't struggle so yeah i'm better or like i it doesn't apply to me because you can help even more than that you can speak out against it yeah if if uh no one knows that it's a problem or they're not being taught that based on where they live their church whatever it is they're not talking about it like you could be the only voice uh regarding this stuff that can change them from that so like learn to become passionate about like overcoming sin in life and the things that are keeping people enslaved and trapped and there's organizations you can get a part of but like even just communicating that these things are wrong and the injustices that happen in this world like that's a great first step for you to do so beyond that, my, my last encouragement for you guys is to have grace and patience with yourself because something that you've struggled with for like seven years, five years, whatever it is, if you think it's going to go away overnight, you just, you're creating false promises in your head and false expectations. And all it's going to do is discourage you. And when you fall, you're going to think, I'm stuck in this. I can't get out of this. I was doing so good. I did it for, I was abstinent for like an X amount of days, but then all of a sudden, like I fell once and now I fell again and now mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm done for and it's just I'm over with it and just kind of accept defeat. And that's the last thing that like we should ever do. And yeah. so my encouragement is that like this stuff takes time, but it takes persistence. And uh, I've heard the quote, uh, you've probably overheard me say it, but like the strongest person isn't the person who never fell. It's the person who falls and gets back up again. And so like just because you fell and you sinned again and you're kind of going through this process doesn't mean that you're now a bad Christian or that you've been fake this whole time, accept it. This is reality. This is who you are. You're always going to struggle with this. Like every time you sin, confess that sin and reinforce those walls. Like where did that stem from? Where did that trigger come from that time? Was it because you were home alone at night and there was no one around and you were on your phone or you're watching a show like mm-hmm. obviously like there are reasons for why you fell that time like do some analysis and figure out where you need to build stronger walls against and i promise you that like over time it's going to get easier and easier yeah but if you don't have grace on yourself and you're not patient about this being a process and you kind of just let the enemy win when you get defeated one time he's going to convince you to never get back up again yeah. that's what he can do he can't stop you from getting up but he can convi- he can convince you that it's not worth getting back yeah. up and so if we can't if we can't have that mindset of like hey god's got grace for you and like he knows that like you're struggling with this but like you know, if the enemy is going to say, it's not a big deal. Like you can keep living in this, like, this is who you are. All these kind of things. Like we're, we're never going to get over the problem. So, um, that's something I had to learn the hard way because I used to beat myself up a lot and be like, I'm never going to get over this thing. I'm stuck in this. This is just kind of who I am. I don't know if I'll ever get over this, but if you are persistent and you have grace, but you seek forgiveness every time and you reinforce those walls, it's only a matter of time before you overcome something like that. And the the mindset is it's it's about like a lifetime of like abstinence from it. It's a lifetime of freedom. So when we think about it in the short term of like, ah, oh, I just, you know, I was I was so close and I, I feel like I'm never gonna be able to get out of this or I'm gonna go through seasons where I watch it a lot and stuff. It's like, listen, struggle through this small period of time because once you're free from this, like God forbid you somehow let those walls down again. But once the enemy knows that you can overcome that, 
typically doesn't go down that route again. Sometimes he does, but he usually tries to find other ways and we can do a whole episode on that. But like, if you don't have grace for yourself, like the enemy is going to keep you down and it's, it's a matter of the lifetime of freedom that we're after. We're mm-hmm. not seeking after yeah. just a day of freedom or a week of freedom. It's yeah. like the idea is establishing a habit. Like we've talked about in our mm-hmm. goals that we goal setting. It's like, you're trying to become someone. And yeah. so if the pursuit is holiness and being more like Christ, it's going to take a whole lifetime to do that. You know, like you're never going to get there, but that pursuit of getting there and having grace and patience when you sin, it's huge makes a huge difference in your life. So that's my last word. You guys have any last words you want to add to this? Um, I think I have a shameless plug uh, for this. Uh, if uh, Sorry. Let me, let me nice. You didn't have the shameless plug ready, um, bro. <laughs> no, I didn't. I froze. Uh, but there is a resource for women available um, that just like launched recently. It's called Freedom Hub International. They're on Instagram. Um, look dope. them up. They offer free resources i think they're like in the process of like trying to grow bigger they don't have a lot of like it's basically just like having people to mentor and coach you through it people who have gone through it um but they're like a really awesome resource um and awesome women run it and yeah so that's just like a resource that i just found out about what i've i've seen the process of it growing yeah um but one that i wish i would have had back in the day totally love that I think just remember remember who you are in Christ. Remember yeah. where your strength is found. Mm-hmm. And don't be arrogant. Uh, <clears throat> you're supposed to be weak. You are weak. And yeah. that's a good thing. <laughs> don't be God. Or don't try and be God. Yeah. yeah. Amen to that. Um, I was just going to say that um, for anyone listening, like if you at all are like, oh, these are three people that overcame it. Like, I can't be like that. Like, yes, you can. Um and that all three of you like have a really firm and um, strong relationship like with the Lord. And I just want to say like as an outsider, like it amazes me like that you guys all have a story and like it's much deeper obviously than we even talked about. Um, but just like for anyone listening that you're not alone mm-hmm. um, at all and yeah. that there are people, especially women that struggle too. Yes. And don't get stuck. Don't get happy with where you are. Like, take this moment as like a call to get out of it. If you're in it, please, you know, totally. Yep. If you guys seriously don't have anyone else to communicate with, you can always DM us on Instagram. Oh, please DM me. Oh my God. Connor Madea at (sighs) (laughs) gmail.com. Plug plug your Insta if you want someone to DM you. Um, it is E M underscore period M A R I E period one six. Your name is Marie too. Yeah. Everybody and their mom's uh, (laughs) names are Emily Marie. Um, it is the most basic white girl name. (laughs) <laughs> like Maddie, so <laughs> I oh, had to come up with it for a long Maddies. time. Uh, Bye, Maddies. And we were the rest so of close. Maddies. Sorry, Maddies. <laughs> that's Get hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it goes. But, You're gonna have yeah. to listen back on that, like in point two five speed, because yes. I could not follow. <laughs> M period underscore slash e, forward slash backward slash. <laughs> I'll go slow. E M underscore period M A R I E. So the word Marie. Marie yes. period one six. Please DM me. I'll at least be praying for you mm. and like would love yeah. to like just let you know that you're not alone because it's really scary as women to go through it. And lots of my friends who I've walked with in life for years like won't talk about it with me. And then they're like, Emily, like now I want to tell you about this. Mm. And like hearing your boldness over the last like three years of my life have really like inspired me. So that's yeah. awesome. 
Yeah. You are not alone. Amen. You are a queen. <laughs> you are a queen. You hear that, Connor? You are a queen. A queen. Oh, a I've always queen. wanted to be a queen. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can also join our Discord where we have a prayer requests group and we also have like a main chat where you can just talk about whatever's going on in your life. So we invite you to be a part of that community. We're in it daily, talking and chatting it up. Um, but other than that, we love you guys. We hope this episode was beneficial. Share it. Let people know about it. Um, be a voice for those that don't have a voice in this area and if you're someone that's going through this uh may the lord be with you and uh and may the force be with you and may the force be with you <laughs> uh this you ruined it way. you ruined it <laughs> this is the way. we love you guys we'll see you guys in the next episode see Peace you out. Bye.